0: Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode this week. I have a special episode lined up for you guys. It is my birthday. So I'm doing a special birthday episode because I get super sentimental and reflective and thoughtful around my birthday. And I always have to do something for it um, in terms of like the business. And part of that reason is because it is not only my birthday it is also a sunny side up life's birthday so i launched a sunny side up life on my 28th birthday as a gift to myself and a promise to myself kind of as i don't know about you guys but 28 was kind of hard for me for some reason i had all three of my kids already and i was kind of i felt like i was turning a new page like starting a new chapter and so that was part of the reason why I launched the business on my birthday as a promise to myself that I could exist outside of my kids, my family, and that I still had a lot of life to live. And so it is also not only is it my 32nd birthday, it is also a sunny side Up life's fourth birthday. Insane. So insane to me. So in honor of my birthday, I'm going to be sharing with you 32 lessons to live by, 32 lessons that I've learned. Obviously, it's not every single lesson (laughs) that I've ever learned in my life, and they are not in any particular order. It's really, I just kind of kept this Word document up on my computer over the course of, I don't know, a few days, maybe a week, and just wrote down ideas when they came to me, so they're not in any particular order, and... Some of them are more profound than others, but I wanted to come up with 32, and here we are. Um, so before we jump into that, I do want to remind you guys to subscribe to my YouTube channel, you guys. I have been putting out so much amazing content. And If you love the podcast, you are going to also love my YouTube channel. It is just as informative, just as motivating, but actually much shorter format. So every single Monday, I'm doing a motivational Monday and I keep them under five minutes. And then every single Saturday, I have more of a educational type um, video come out, and they are usually somewhere around 10 or 15 minutes um, talking about money. I recently just did a land vlog, like updating you guys on our land progress, just things that I cannot show you on the podcast that I really want to have a way to share with you guys. So I'm doing a lot of screen sharing, I'm doing a lot of sharing personal videos like with the land and things like that. Um, And then also the Motivational Mondays have been just really fun for me to just grab my phone and just hit record and not edit it, not scripted, just whatever comes out on a Monday in under five minutes. So. I'm gonna put the link in the description, um, in the show notes for you guys to pop over there. But as always, you can just go to YouTube and search A Sunny Side Up Live and you're gonna find me. And don't forget to hit subscribe. When you get over there, my goal is to reach 1000 subscribers. I'm almost 800. Once I hit 1000 and then a certain amount of watch hours, I can start to monetize my channel, which is a huge, huge goal of mine and I would love your support. So as with a lot of these solo episodes that I do, I'm not going to promise you that I'm going to go in and do a whole lot of editing. So if you hear an awkward pauses like just now, it's because I paused to take a drink of water (laughs) or drink a coffee because I legit have both. Okay, so let's jump into these lessons learned and I'm just going to read them to you in the order that I have them written out on this Word document and try not to talk your ear off about every single one of these. Number one, rest is being productive. So if you're like me, um, resting had a lot of shame attached to it. It was a lot of guilt because I felt lazy. And I feel like there was a lot of different reasons growing up that I think that got instilled in my head. But I finally learned that resting is being productive. It is restoring your body. And we are nothing if our body is overworked and exhausted or if our brain is burnt out. Not only resting is being productive, but also that having fun and playing and having hobbies is also productive. Because I think to me that is kind of, that's the good stuff of life. Those are the moments that really stand out. And that our worthiness is not directly tied to how productive we are. How quote unquote productive we are because rest is being productive, but um, our worthiness is not tied to our hustle. And that was a lesson that I have only recently learned. (laughs) Number two, people are hard to hate close up. This is actually from a Brene Brown book. And I can't remember which one because I have listened to the audio version of all of her books and they all blur together at this point because she's so wise and. All of her books are so good. So people are hard to hate close up. And basically what she, the stories that she tells in the book are um, for the example of someone who is ultra conservative and like is against gay marriage, for example, but you know, they have that nephew who is gay and while he's not a bad person, he is, you know, he's just trying to be happy. Right. So when it's someone that you love and it's someone that you care about, it's someone that you get to know. It's hard to hate them for the things that you can so easily hate a big majority of people about. And um, there's there were so many other examples that she gave in the book. And that to me has swayed me so much. Like I'm becoming... So much more liberal in my old age. As my sister would say. We were just talking about this the other day. Um, And I think the reason is because. It's hard to. Be mad at someone. Or pass blame for someone. When it's someone you love. You know. And I've talked about this before. In other. Other episodes and things like that. But for example my mom with the issue of gay marriage, um, you know, I mean, she grew up in the seventies and the eighties and it wasn't like a really, um, shown and spoken about issue like it is today. And I remember that one of the first things that kind of swayed her to being like pro gay marriage and pro like not being offended by it and things like that was one of our close friends, is gay and she ended up, um, married and her and her wife have a beautiful daughter and my mom absolutely loves them because they're the sweetest girls and they are such good parents to their daughter. And so in that, and my mom was like, well, she's a really nice girl and she's so sweet and she really loves her girlfriend. And, you know, and so that is something that I've learned is that if you feel angry about an issue, whatever the issues are, and really as we go into this political season, and I'm not here to like tell you how to vote or get super political on you, but if you find yourself hating a certain group of people or being angry over a certain issue to get closer to the issue and to realize that these are real people um, in these groups and these are real people who are fighting for the opposite issues that you might be fighting for. And so why are they fighting for them? And I think that could be that needs to be done more on both sides of this of the spectrum, the conservative side and the liberal side and everyone in between. Um, I ho- hopefully that's as political as I'll get on this episode. So anyway, um, number three, keep your head down and hustle. Tie your hair back and get shit done. Um, So for me, that is kind of coming from, I know that if I'm going to have an ultra productive day, it's usually those days that I have my hair tied back. Um, I would say in a top knot, but my hair doesn't really go in a top knot anymore. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, you get your hair out of your eyes, you get those certain clothes on, like your good, like cleaning clothes, you know? Um, maybe put your tennis shoes on, like you're getting to business and you just really buckle down. You don't care how you look. You don't care if you break a sweat, like you don't care if you get dirty. You just put your head down and you hustle and nothing can stop you. You know, when we go in this beast hustle mode, for me, it, it seems like I keep going to like deep cleaning the house, but there are other hustle modes, right? But sometimes there's just a time and a place in your life where. You just got to tie your hair back and not care how you look, not care how sweaty you are, not care how, what else is going on in the world and put your head down and just get shit done. I mean, it's as simple as that. Number four, celebrate your successes. Clap for your own damn self. And I legit say this over and over in my head so, so often because I am a people pleaser by nature. I am the oldest child of three. I am um, a sister figure to so many other people other than just my two actual sisters. I have brother-in-laws. I have friends who are basically family. And I have ended up being in this position of um, not, I guess, leadership, but like someone who a lot of people rely on and a lot of people look up to. And sometimes that is hard for me because I am also someone who feeds off of praise. And I constantly tell my husband, like, I just need you to tell me that you're proud of me. I don't know if that is like being a three on the Enneagram or like what that is. But I am a high achiever. But I'm also a people pleaser. And I'm also um, someone who seeks approval a lot. Um, And so that is hard for me sometimes because as I've grown my business over the past four years, the first, the beginning of my business, I wanted to show my mom, my sisters, all these other people, I wanted to show them every little aspect of my business, like the inside of my website, because I wanted them to say, wow, Sammy, that's so impressive. Like, I'm so proud of you. And I wanted them to be proud of me. But then it got to this point where if I'm sitting around waiting for other people to praise me. I'm not getting as much done as I could and also I'm not doing it for everyone else. Um sorry, a child interrupted me and now I've kind of lost my train of thought. Okay. Um so yeah, people pleasing and I kind of realized that I have to clap for myself. I have to be proud of myself. And I say this all the time like when I when I I say this in my head all the time, when I've accomplished something in my business and like legitimately no one else really cares, like it's not that interesting to anyone else and no one really, you know, like I do something in, in my website or I really struggle to get a graphic to look just right. And I work on it for like an hour, but to the rest of the world, it's just, oh, okay, cool, she made a graphic. No one else really realizes the hard work and the dedication that I put into it and the detail and all those kind of things. Um, so I will repeat in my head, clap for your own damn self. Like, are you proud of yourself? Clap for yourself. Be proud of yourself. Celebrate your successes and move on. Like you're, you don't have to do it for everyone else's applause. Um. So yeah. Okay. Number five, life is too short to not chase your dreams. This one really to me kind of came from, as some of you, as some of you might know, um, I lost my dad when I was 20 and he passed away from lung cancer. And to see him go in his early 40s, which seemed like he had had so much life at the time because I was only 20. But now being 32, I've realized that he really wasn't that much older than I am now. And he didn't get to even see all of his kids graduate high school or have grandkids or, you know, do all these things, do all these, these dreams that he had and see us achieve dreams that we had. And so I kind of was really slapped in the face at a pretty early age, at a very developmental age for me, you know, coming into my adulthood at at 20. And I was kind of hit with at the end of our life we're all going to we're all going to go and who cares if you embarrassed yourself this one time 20 years ago you know who cares if you started a business and it failed at the end of the life at the end of your life when you're on your deathbed what is going to matter you know and for him it was he was in love with my mother like they had such a such a happy marriage they were best friends he raised us girls to be strong smart independent women and he towards the end of his life at least got to start his home building business and had um maybe 3 years or so something like that about 3 years of having his dream job and his dream business and he got to see that successful And he would tell us that the only things that he regretted were the things that he didn't do. And you guys have probably heard people say that. But I really learned at a young age that life is so freaking short. Chase your dreams. Like, go all in. Just who cares if you embarrass yourself? Who cares if you look silly? Who freaking cares? Chase your dreams. Like, that is all that matters in life. All right. <laughs> Number six, we're all human. Nobody is perfect. Again, kind of with the not being afraid to embarrass yourself. I think I realized at this point that all of us are human. None of us, none of us are perfect. All of us wake up with morning breath and messy hair. And <laughs> if you don't, you're probably like Jennifer Lopez or somebody and you know, whatever. Um, And that all of us feel, all of us feel like a mess at some point or another. All of us get tired. All of us get lazy. All of us let the laundry sit for too long. And we all have our flaws, you know? We all get nervous. We all get shy. I still get nervous before every single live video. Before every single coaching call, I still get a little bit of butterflies, get a little nervous because I'm still human and I'm still a real person over here talking to you, you know, um, and just to kind of humanize other people that would otherwise intimidate me has brought me so much peace and, um, just really, I don't know, helped me because most of most of the people that I've been really intimidated to interview on the podcast, those people were the ones that were like, actually the least intimidating people Like they either like didn't have their <laughs> stuff together, either they were like, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm like, I'm kind of a mess, or, you know, showing up late and like, Oh, well, I'm sorry, my, my baby was crying, or, you know, just so sweet, or, you know, those were the people that I was actually intimidated. And I was realizing that, like, no matter how many followers this person has on Instagram. You know, if they have a hundred thousand followers and I'm over here with my like 9,000 and (laughs) not feeling super famous or worthy of interviewing this person that they are human as well, you know? Okay. Number seven, celebrate the body that has carried you through life. Again, this is kind of just as I'm aging, as I'm realizing that, you know, all of the amazing things that my body has done, not only the fact that it, my body has birthed three children and carried three children and cares for three children and all these things, but um, the fact that my body continues to support me and even the little things like my voice, you know, I have I realized the times that I've gotten sick that I would. I'm almost nothing without my voice. And I'm so grateful for that one small overlooked feature of my body. Um, My hands, the fact like if I draw for too long, y'all know that I draw as my hobby, that's my main hobby. And if I draw for too long, like if I have an entire day off and that's all I do, my hands start to cramp up and I start to kind of feel that arthritis that I know I have inherited from my grandma, and I see how bad hers is, and she crochets. And so she's constantly battling between her arthritis and her hobby. And I feel that already. And so it's never lost on me the days that my hands do what I want them to do because I know that might not always be the case. Um, and all all the other all the other things, my vision, my hearing, you know, all the things that I think that we sometimes overlook but it's nice to stop and celebrate the body that provides for you. Um, Instead of just looking in the mirror and picking it apart and only noticing the wrinkles and only noticing the gray hairs that are starting to poke up more and more and the stretch marks and the extra pounds and all the things to notice the things that it, helps you do and that you wouldn't be able to do without it. (laughs) Okay. Number eight, you are the only you. Another hard lesson that I've had to learn in the past four years of growing this business is I had this fear when I first launched my course, Your Sunny Money Method, that there are so many other budgeting courses and there are so many other wise voices in the personal finance community and the budgeting community and the wealth building community, all, all of it. There are so many wise voices. So why does my voice even matter? You know, why do I even bother? Why do I even bother coming up with a course when there are hundreds and thousands of other courses, other voices, other podcasters, other YouTubers? Why would anyone care to follow me? And then I realized that no matter what I say, and no matter what they say, I'm the only person that is going to say it exactly the way I say it. Um, literally because I'm the only one that has my exact voice, (laughs) but I'm also the only one that has my life experience. And I'm the only one that has my mind and same to you. You are the only you. No one else could be you. Even if they do the same job as you, even if they have the same hobbies as you you are uniquely you on purpose. And that is so powerful to me, especially when we're in this social media world where we feel like the smaller our audience is, the more our voice gets lost. And that's just not true. So I'm going to pause for a drink of water. All right. Number nine, find out what fires you up and do more of that. I have also taken that in, um, as a lesson in my business, but as well as my hobbies. And I have found that doing interviews fires me up. Um, sitting here on quiet mornings like this and recording episodes for you guys fires me up because I can just imagine someone hearing some of this message and it being the highlight of their day or the biggest takeaway of their day. And that fires me up. Um, So it's been more of a journey of kind of the same ideal of life is too short. So I know that life is super short. So I want to do more of what fires me up. It fires me up to do my work, to do my hobbies, to play with my girls, to go on the lake, to go for walks, to do those kind of things. So that is why I've chosen to have a really small house because I don't know about y'all, but cleaning my house doesn't really super fire me up. (laughs) Um, Obviously I have to do it, but I don't have to do it all day long. I don't have to do it in the terms of having a 3,000 square foot house that takes me like all of my free time to keep clean and things like that. Number 10, tell the people you love that you love them and why. Um, this has been another one of a year or so ago, I decided that I wasn't really a good a good friend in a way. I'm my natural nature is to be very selfish in my relationships. and I'm <clears throat> as you can imagine, someone who talks a lot, which is why I have a podcast. I'm someone who talks a lot. I'm someone who enjoys dominating the conversation. And that's not hating on myself. That's being honest. And I will talk about myself all day long if you let me. <laughs> and some, it's somewhere in there, I, it's not that I don't care about other people. It's that I forget. And I'm so naturally inclined to get that praise for myself. So I want to tell my story so you can think I'm smart and so you can think I'm talented and then you can praise me because that's that's what I feed off of. And so I realized this at, at at some point a year or two ago. And so I have tried to make it a habit of when I think about someone, even just the most random, you know, even if it's someone I haven't talked to in a while, if I think about them I'll text them or DM them and be like, "Hey, friend, just th- just thinking about you," or "Hey, I just wanted to send you some love." And it's that simple. And I feel like to me, I wanted to remind the people that I that I love and that I care about that I I do think about them, and then it's not always all about me inside my head. Um, and so I have kind of realized that that's a, a flaw that I have. That's a um, a struggle that I deal with, and so. I want, I have all these amazing people in my life and I want to remind them that I love them. And not only that, I want to remind them why. So I've gotten more intentional with praising other people and reminding people that they are amazing and why I think they're amazing and all of those things. So number 11, speak words of positivity over yourself daily. Things like saying, you're beautiful. You are a badass. You are smart. And I've learned that nobody will ever love you if nobody will ever love you like you can love you. Of course, my husband loves me. My kids love me. I have so many amazing people in my life that love me, but no one will ever love me like I can love myself. And I've had to come to this place where we are inside of our brains 100% of the time. Like we can't take, you can't take a vacation from inside of your brain or inside of your body. So learning to love the body and the brain that I'm stuck with is a conscious choice. And again, this is kind of from a lesson I've learned from building my business is that People will judge you and tear you apart if given the chance and criticize the way you talk, the way you look, the way you move your hands too much in a video, <laughs> um, the way you say um, all the things. But if you love yourself, then it will all be okay, you know, and really clap for your own damn self, Right. And speak words of positivity over yourself. And again, that kind of goes back to celebrating the body that you have that has carried you through your life. And um, not only that, just your personality, your brain, your soul, all of those things. Number 12, don't settle for your stereotype. This is um, slightly political. Um, Just fair warning. Is that I have I, I I just cannot stand being suffocated inside of a stereotype that kills me? And there is to some point where, you know, it's a joke and it's, hey, I, I am who I am. And, you know, <laughs> I am from Texas, and Texans are very proud of being from Texas. And there's so many jokes that we have amongst each other and all the things. And there are stereotypes that we all live up to. And it's okay. I mean, there's a lot of, I am country in a lot of senses. Like I love the outdoors. I don't mind if my kids get muddy. I, um, you know, all those things. I'm purposely moving to 18 acres so I can have pet ducks and feed the wild rabbits and put up a deer feeder and all these things, you know, and I love our four wheel drive truck and, you know, things like that, that are very like stereotypical Southern country kind of things, which is fine. If you want them, if you Enjoy those stereotypes if you chose those stereotypes. But settling for your stereotype, like saying, I'm just a I'm just a dumb country girl. What do I know? You know, oh, you big city folks, you know that you know things. Us country folks, we don't know things. Literally heard people say these kind of things. Um settling for that and saying, Well, because I'm country, I could never be xyz right i just can't stand that and i think it's suffocating um to say it it, in all the feminist things to settle and say well i'm a mom i can't do that because i'm a mom or to say because you're white and middle class that you must be racist or whatever, whatever the stereotypes are, never settle for that. Never just say, oh, well, can't help it. It's my stereotype. No. It's one thing if you choose to live up to your stereotype and you enjoy being your stereotype, but never settle for your stereotype. Okay. Hopefully that made sense. Um, pause for a drink. Okay, 13, stop being scared and just have fun. Um, again, kind of going back to life is too short, but also I learned this lesson, my husband taught me this lesson, and for those of you who don't know, we have dated since I was 15 and he was 18. We did date back and forth a little bit through high school, so we did have periods of time where we were broke up, um, but we have exclusively been together since I was about mm, somewhere between 18 and 19. We got engaged for my 19th birthday. Okay. Um, I moved in with him partway through my freshman year of college. So that just goes to show you like we've grown up together, you know, and he's so brave and adventurous and wild and crazy. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I love him. And he's always up for adventure. And when we first got together, I was literally scared of my own shadow, scared of everything. I was scared I would get hurt, scared I would embarrass myself, just shy, just quiet, just all these things. And he taught me that if you spend all your time being scared, you're never going to actually have any fun. And whether that's scared of being hurt, getting hurt or scared of embarrassing yourself or both. Um, Like I had never even ridden on a four wheeler until, I don't know, somewhere in high school or so. And he took me on a four wheeler for the first time and I was terrified. And he was like, loosen up, have fun. And I realized that if I waste all my energy on being scared, all I'm going to remember from that day was that I was scared and I'm going to spend all of my energy being scared. And so I have now instilled this in my girls and I still, my first instinct is still to be scared. If we're out anchored out in the middle of the lake and I go to jump off the boat to swim, I hesitate. I get scared. I think, well, how deep is the water? What's under the water? What if I don't come back up? All the, all the scary things. But then when I actually push myself to jump, that's when I'm having fun. That's when I'm living life, you know, And so I encourage my girls now, I remind them, you you can't have fun if you're being scared. And daddy taught me, you know, all these things. And I always, always try to pass that on to them. So number 14, you only die once. You get to live every day. And that is me again, kind of being an overachiever and... Realizing that every single day we get to be alive. We get to choose every single day how we live this day. And to say, yeah, you only die once. And that's only one day of your life. All of the other days you get to be alive. And so, yeah, that goes back to life is too short. At the end of your day when you put your head on your pillow, are you happy with or are you satisfied with the day that you lived? And that isn't always for, I used to, I've always thought this and I'm slightly morbid in the fact that I think this all the time. Um, but I used to think, well, that means I have to be ultra quote unquote productive. I have to hustle. I have to have something to show for my day And now I've realized I chose to live that day doing something fun or resting or working or cleaning or hanging out with my kids or binge watching Netflix, you know, whatever it is. Am I satisfied with that? Am I okay with that? And yeah, I am okay with the days that I rest, with the days that I quote unquote do nothing, which, you know, as a mom of three, I never Do nothing, but um, you get to live every single day and you get to choose how you live. That was literally life changing. Number 15. Okay, so this one kind of has a backstory. Living for that amazing tasting fruit. That's the lesson, which makes probably no sense if I don't tell the backstory. So I don't know if you guys have ever followed the humans of New York page on Facebook. I'm not sure if they have an Instagram, but I've always followed them on Facebook. I've followed them for years and they post the most beautiful pictures of just random people that they meet on the streets and different things. And they tell a little bit of their story in a short paragraph or two. And I remember this one. I remember several of the stories that have stuck with me, but one, this one story particular, this older lady it was this picture of this older lady and her maybe like 30 or 40 year old daughter and the caption the story was something about the older lady the mother said that she woke up and she was depressed and she just you know she was she's aging and she just felt like she had nothing else to live for and she really thought about just ending it all you know And she was really just down and like there was no more purpose left in her life. And then she had, oh man, I think it was a peach. Whatever it was, say it was a peach. She ate this peach for breakfast. And she said it was the most amazing taste of fruit. It was the most amazing sweet taste of life and earth. And then she realized, that's what we live for. That's, that's the fun part of living. It is the little things. It is the small things. It's those small joys. And so now, I think about that all the time. And I think about, what if it is, some days, the thing that gets us out of bed is that first taste of Coffee. You know, that amazing taste. And you're like, oh, that's a good cup of coffee. You know, what if it, what if that is what it is? What if that is the, the fruit of life are those amazing little moments, those amazing little moments when your partner looks over and smiles at you and you lock eyes and you remember that you may have been together for 10 or 20 years, but you still get those butterflies. Or when your child runs to you and hugs you, or when your dog greets you at the door when you get home and it, it is the most excited, like like their life is just made because you walked in the door. Those are the sweet moments of life. And we have to remember to live for that amazing tasting fruit. <sighs> that story just kind of made me tear up. Okay. Number 16. Remember how big the universe really is. Okay. So I had this kind of like slight nervous breakdown. I have slight nervous breakdowns all the time because I don't know. I'm me. And I had this slight nervous breakdown on a camping trip. I probably told the story before towards the end of the year. And I just felt like, what am I even doing? No one cares. I'm not really helping anyone. And just really like in my head about all this stuff. And I just had this moment of, you know, how infinitely big the universe really is. So number 16 is remember how big the universe really is. The universe is infinite. Like we don't even know how big it is. And Have you ever seen those um, like videos or graphs where it zooms out and it shows you how small the speck of the Earth really is compared to even the sun or Jupiter or. But like our whole entire galaxy, how small Earth really is. And then to realize how small you really are on this already really small planet. And that. I kind of had this moment where I was like, who freaking even cares? I mean, I'll be really honest with you. Like I was very much in my head. I was very just like (laughs) over all of it. And I was like, who cares about my stupid podcast? Who cares about stupid Instagram? And just really throwing a fit inside of my head. And just really, I don't know. I just had like a dark day. And I thought, who even freaking cares about budgeting? Who even cares about how many Instagram followers I have? We're in this infinite universe and no one is even going to ever remember me or anything that I said. (laughs) I really threw a tantrum. And then I, after I regained my sanity a while later, I realized that that is powerful in a way because it's again, like, whatever number it was earlier, where I said, um, that, ah, what was it? Just not stop being scared. But basically, like, no one really cares if you embarrass yourself. Like, get over it. No one is gonna nitpick every little thing. Like, no one's gonna remember. And, the majority of people in the world don't even know you exist. And you can use that as a negative or a positive. To me, I use it as a positive. Only a few thousand people are going to listen to this episode. That's not, I mean, yeah, cool. I wish more people, you know, I want to grow, obviously. I want to to reach everyone. But the majority of the people on earth are not going to know if I embarrassed myself. And not only that, even if you do listen to this episode and I do say something super embarrassing and embarrass myself, you're probably not going to remember it for the rest of your life anyway. So get over yourself and say what you have to say. Do what you have to do and what you want to do. Live your best life. And at some point, no one's going to remember <laughs> if you what you did one way or the other. So just do what you want to do. Right? I don't know. I don't know if that's motivating or super morbid and depressing. I'm not really sure. Either way, it is a lesson that I learned. Number 17, growing slow is still growing. That one's pretty self-explanatory, but also another lesson I learned with business was that everyone starts at zero, and even a big oak tree started as a seed, and that every step that you take counts. And whether it's paying off your debt or whatever it is, $5 at a time, it still counts. It's still growing. It's still going in the right direction, even if it's slower than the person next to you. It doesn't matter. It still counts. Number 18, celebrate each other's differences. Another thing that I have learned through interviewing so many amazing guests for the podcast and getting to know so many other influencers in um, the debt-free community and things like that is that everyone's story is different. And even though we, ma- we might all be on this debt-free journey or this personal development journey, that all of our backstories are different. All of our goals are different. Even if they're, they have similarities, they're not 100% the same. And I love interviewing people because I love hearing people's stories and hearing their spin on things and their perspective and celebrating those, those differences and um, realizing that it's a beautiful thing that we are not all the same and that it would be super boring, fake world if we were all the same. Um, Number 19, tell your people that you're proud of them. So this kind of goes along with the, tell your people you love them and why, but also tell people that you are proud of them. As someone who seeks approval, I feed off of that. And most people do also. So you think about your kids. And no matter the personality of your children, they all want to know that you are proud of them. And so I think as adults, we never fully grow out of that. We just kind of get cold to the situation. We, we just get used to not being praised for everything that we do and I just feel like if we would compliment people other than just oh you're really pretty or oh your hair looks so cute or just simply I love you all those things are great obviously but I think that we don't credit the accomplishments as much as we should um and, and more than superficial looks and more than the fact of, well, I love you. So of course I'm proud of you. You know, no, it should be a separate sentence. I love you. And I'm proud of you because, you know, and, um, and that's not only just for your kids. That's also for everyone else, your friends, your family, your coworkers, like just Praise someone for something other than just how they look (laughs) or other than just what shoes they're wearing, you know. Number 20, learn to sit alone with yourself. This is again back to I have to be inside of my head 100% of the time. And a lot of what I learned from counseling and kind of um, learning to deal with my anxiety. And my depression is that a lot of that was from fear of being alone inside of my own head. And obviously I'm not perfect at it. But through meditation and through um, drawing, coloring, doing puzzles. Like doing things like that where my hands are active but my brain gets to wander. That used to be terrifying for me because I didn't want to go into the dark hollows where my brain would go. Right. And so that's, I mean, that's depression one one right there. And that's anxiety one one It's like, I don't want to be alone with these thoughts, but practicing doing it in short increments, even like setting a timer. My counselor would tell me, you know, set a timer for five minutes and commit to five minutes of staring at your feet or, you know, watching the trees or something to sit alone and get better at sitting alone with yourself. Number 21, believe in slash work towards something bigger than yourself. So when we get into that headspace of the universe is infinite, I don't matter, I'm just a speck, blah, blah, blah. We feel that can feel really depressing and really overwhelming and like nothing that we do really matters anyway. So that's where I kind of get into the idea of for one, believing in something bigger than yourself, and that can go towards religion, um, whether that is God or spirit or the universe or whatever, whatever you call it, whatever you believe in, the importance in believing in a a power um, bigger than yourself and stronger than yourself. And also working towards something bigger than yourself. So that could be As working for the greater good of humanity, helping others, realizing that your life does impact other people's lives. And for me, I've had, you know, just by sharing that I have gone to counseling. I've had so many messages from you guys saying, I started counseling because you said this. Thank you. Um, And I think, wow, I helped change that person's life. But not only that, what about that person's children? What about the, that person's partner, um, that person's siblings and coworkers and friends and everyone else that that person comes in contact with? That is also trickle down and changing their lives as well. Because now, not only is this woman showing up as the best version of herself for herself, she's also going to show up as the best version of herself as a mother as a wife, as a coworker, friend, and and all these other things. So that to me is why I'm so passionate about sharing and helping. (sighs) Number 22. Okay. Make your goal how you want to feel, not just how much money you'll have. So I say this all the time with goals. It's like, not just where do you want to be in 10 years in terms of what job do you want or what kind of house do you want what kind of car do you want to drive how do you want to feel when you get there because again you are inside of your brain like you are you are stuck inside of this body inside of this brain this soul no matter what <laughs> so how do you want to feel when you get there so yeah i want to be a millionaire at some point i would love to drive a range rover and have an in-ground pool and do all these things but i also want to feel peace and joy and gratitude when I get there. Number 23, find the balance between what's the worst that could happen and what's the best that could happen. So also I think like, what's the worst that could happen? The worst that's going to happen usually is you're going to embarrass yourself. What's the best that could happen? The best that could happen is you're going to actualize your dreams. So think about that all the time and find that balance between you know i am a natural optimist uh, you might not know that about me um <laughs> but i am also a realist in a lot of ways i'm not a naive optimist i believe that failure happens embarrassment happens um disappointments happen all these things um happen and the worst that could happen could it might happen but the best that could happen could also happen So let's kind of think about both and let's kind of settle on a middle ground there and find that balance. Number 24, there's not much that water, sleep, and fresh air can't fix. And this is kind of a ongoing joke between my husband, myself, and one of our friends. Um, I would always say sleep can fix anything. Like, well, you're just tired, you know, or I just need to sleep it off. And my husband will always say, you just need to go, you just need to get some fresh air. Like if I am working too hard, and I get stressed or whatever. He's like, well, you need to go sit outside. You just need some fresh air. And then our friend would always say water, like, well, you're not drinking enough water. And so now our joke is, you know, whenever you have a problem in your life, well, have you tried drinking water or sleeping or getting some fresh air? Um, Usually (laughs) those will fix it. One or all of those things. Number 25, it's okay to ask for help. This is something that is really hard for me as I have grown and as I've realized that like asking for help in the serious of situations with my mental health and my talking to my doctor and going to counseling and then um, getting physical therapy for my shoulder Um And then all the way to asking people to babysit my kids. I hate to ask people to watch my kids for me. I mean, I don't know if it's just a pride thing or what it is. But it is okay to ask for help. In the serious situations to your mental health, your physical health. All the way down to mama needs a break. All the way to hiring people. You know, I have so many. My one-on-one clients, almost all of them have someone who does their yard work for them or cleans their house for them if not both and every single client has apologized to me for having that in their budget and I'm like listen it's okay to ask for help and if if you can afford it go for it I we pay to get our yard cut all the time when Daniel's at work and I've paid for babysitters before. Like ask for help, girlfriend. Like ask. It's okay. That's what people are there for. That's what doctors are there for. That's what lawn care people are there for. That's what cleaning people are there for. That's what daycares are there for. That is what they're there for. Ask for help if you need it. Okay. Number 26, stop reaching and just be. Can someone go back and tell me this like 10 years ago? stop reaching and just be. And I have literally written that as my goal, like on the top of my power sheets that you guys might see me share sometimes on social media. Um, that This month, it might not be about reaching a goal. I might not have a subscriber goal or a, a sales goal or a savings goal or anything like that. It might be to just be. To just sit and enjoy the life that we've worked so hard for. And we don't always have to be reaching for the next goal. It is okay to simply just live in the moment. (laughs) Number 27. This is a quote from Mark Nepo. Enter your own rhythm and feel what kind of wave today is. So I've shared this before, but it's always worth sharing again. Is that I learned from Mark Nepo, another amazing author that you should definitely check out. Is that waves ebb and flow. You know, they rise and they crash. And that we are the same. And that we are also pulled by the moon and pulled by the laws of gravity and the laws of the universe that we don't even fully understand and that us like the ocean and like the waves are allowed to rise and fall we're allowed to have times when we feel on top of the world and on fire we are also allowed to have times where we want to hide and we don't want to do anything you know we want to just bury our face under the blankets and hide from the world And we're allowed to do both. We're allowed to be both. We're allowed to have our own rhythm. And I love the way he says, what kind of wave today is? Ask your like, how do I feel today? I don't have to be fully on today. I don't have to be fully down today. What, how strong is my tide today? How big are the waves today? And kind of number 28 is kind of along the same lines um, inspired by Laura Casey saying after the winter, spring always comes. And the same way as the rise and the fall of the waves is also the turning of the seasons in that winter, spring, summer and fall all exist for a reason. For the great force of mother nature that is stronger than all of us mere mortals and um, that the laws of nature are allowed to apply to humans and that winter is our time of hibernation and rest and spring is our time of blooming and all the things right? And so we are allowed to have these seasons in our own life. And that season might happen in a week or a month or a year, you know, we are allowed to have our own seasons, just like we are allowed to rise and fall like the waves. Number 29 is create space. So creating space in my life, I made it a conscious effort, maybe about two years ago or so, um, maybe three years ago, I can't remember. One of the years, my word for the year was balance. And I decided that I was going to intentionally create space in my life, gray space. So where I'm not sleeping and I'm not working and somewhere in between. And for me, that space didn't exist for basically my whole adult life and up until then. And so I, I consciously created space and I consciously put on my to-do list to work on my art project or watch Gilmore Girls or whatever I wanted that space to be. And as an overproductive person, and overachiever, I literally had to put it on my to-do list, but I had to consciously create that space or it wasn't going to happen. All right. Number 30, let it be easy. Let it be good. Let it be fun. I just recently shared this on my Instagram and so um, that's why I wanted to kind of repeat it for you guys. But another along the lines of the stop reaching um, one is that sometimes we almost always actually we overcomplicate things. We make them so much harder. We feel like if I'm not struggling I must not be doing it right. I must not be working hard enough. If I haven't broke a sweat I'm I'm not running fast enough, right? And It's okay to let it be easy. It's okay for our work to come easily to us. It's okay for life to be good. Let it be good. Life doesn't have to be hard. Even when you are in a, a, a tough time. Even when you're going through some stuff. There are still good moments. Think back to the lady with the fruit, you know, and let that be good. Let the good stuff be good and let life be fun. Relax, laugh, enjoy. Let it be easy. Let it be good. Let it be fun. Number 31, don't puff up. Don't shrink. Stand your sacred ground. That is another Brene Brown quote. Um, Something that I have written over and over again to remind myself. Don't puff up means, you know, those people who they get intimidated and they puff their chest out and they have to be the bigger person in the argument or in the room and they have to talk the loudest or be, you know, the most successful. We all, we all know the person, but also don't shrink. Don't be the quiet mouse in the corner. You know, don't be the one who lets life trample on you. Stand your sacred ground. You know who you are. You know what you want. You know the dreams that you have. Stand there. Stand in that sacred place and stand up for yourself and stand up for your dreams and stand up for what you know is right. So you don't have to be the one who comes in arrogant, puffing your chest out, trying to prove yourself, but you also don't need to be the person who lets life walk all over them. So don't puff up, don't shrink stand your sacred ground. Number 32, last but not least, take it one day at a time. This lesson has gotten me through the hardest days of my life. When my dad was sick, I remember the conversation with my mom and it just came to me and she said, I don't know how I'm supposed to do this. You know, he was sick for um, about two years, I think, a year and a half, something like that. Um, and she was like, I don't know how I'm, how am I supposed to survive through this? I mean, the hardest, scariest thing that any, that that our family has ever been through. And I said, you don't have to do it all at once. You know, she's like, how am I supposed to live without him? You know, how am I supposed to survive the rest of my life without him? And I said, the good news is you don't have to do it all at once. You know, we're going to deal with today. As today, and tomorrow we'll worry about tomorrow. And when things are overwhelming, when someone you love is sick, or your baby won't stop crying, or you feel like you're never gonna get out of debt, whatever the whatever the trying time is for you, you don't have to do it all at once. You know, you don't have to think about How am I going to be able to uh, go a year with this baby not sleeping? You don't. Good news is you don't have to do the whole year right now. You have to do today right now. So let's take it one day at a time. When I tell people, you know, when people ask me about their debt payoff and they're like, you know, I'm this many $100,000 in debt and it's going to take me five or 10 years to pay off all this debt. I don't ever know. I don't know how I'm going to do it. The good news is you don't have to do all 10 years right now. We're going to do what we can do today. We're going to, you know, cut back on our groceries or we're going to work a little extra. We're going to do what we can do and we're going to do what we can today. And tomorrow we're going to do what we can do tomorrow. And before you know it, you'll be there and you'll have survived it and accomplished it. And so whenever you get overwhelmed and and coming from someone who has been through some hard times, Um, with losing my dad and with paying off our debt and, um, you know, solo parenting while my husband is at work and, you know, dealing with crying babies and all, all of the things, all of the, all of the things. Um, and someone who actively deals with anxiety, just take it one day at a time. You guys, when life gets hard, when the mountain seems like you're never going to be able to get to the top. One step at a time, one day at a time, and we can do it, you know, and let it be good. So, that is all 32 lessons. Um, I'm sure I've learned way more than 32, but hopefully, these 32 lessons will speak some life um, into you and give you some encouragement and some motivation. And I would love to know, um, which one of these lessons was your favorite. So let me know and, um, on Instagram or DM or something like that. Let me know your favorite takeaway from this episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed it and thank you to everyone who has supported me and my business for years, man. I know all of you haven't been around for four years, but thank you for your support. It means the world to me. Um and I love you guys and I appreciate you so much. So, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye guys. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a sunny side up life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. If you haven't already, please leave a review and subscribe. Reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community. And again, thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today. Remember that I'm always here to support you and I'm always cheering you on along the way. Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right, that's all for me this week. Bye guys.